his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Look at that rookie mistake, pressing the wrong button. Oh, no big deal. I like that music. That was good Saturday night music. That is a... Uh... I don't know who put that together. These, these intros have been here since before I started here. How, so. When did you start here? Uh, 2010, early 2010. So I've been here seven and a half years. <laughs> My life just keeps flashing by. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, that's Minnesota. what when I read I'm that headline WCCO. with Dr. Robert Mata from the University of Minnesota about people born in the 90s. Yeah. I know some people that are born in the 90s. It, yeah. They, hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop generalizing now and get off the air. There you go. Let's reset for a second. I'm Lindsay Gensel. I'm filling in for Esme Murphy on this Saturday evening, a top 10 weather day. You might hear me if you listen during the week. I produce the Chad Hartman show. And so uh, very honored and excited and scared and nervous to be filling in for someone like Esme Murphy on this evening. But as I said in the early segment when we had Dr. Keith Rolog on, I want to do this for a living. So if I'm going to get thrown to the wolves with you all this evening, thanks for, for hanging out. And if we burn this thing to the ground, you can say you were there when. If you want to join the conversation, you can. Uh, text line is 81807. Our phone line is 651-989-9226. I want to bring a friend into the conversation. And she's someone that I actually I think I'm fairly certain we met through Twitter. Her name's Brady Gervais. She is the Senior Development Officer for Annual Giving at Children's Minnesota Foundation. Now, I don't have children, and there's a running joke at the station that I don't like children, which is not true. I, I very much enjoy other people's children, whether they're in my future is is yet to be seen. But something that I am very passionate about is giving back to this great community, and I get to be involved with something very special again this year, and that's running the Twin Cities Marathon for Children's Minnesota. Brady, it was would have been, what, summer of 2015, and you put out a tweet looking for people to run and to fundraise for Children's, and I said, sign me up. Yes, you did. <laughs> Have you have you found it successful for crazy people who just decide on a whim that they're going to join your team? You know, we have. In fact, at our kickoff three years ago, uh, we had um, Emily Marr and her boyfriend come up, uh, come to the event say, saying they were determined to run the 10-mile for children's. And I said, you know, we only have a few spots. I really think you should consider doing the marathon. And by the end of the evening, they had signed up to run 26.2 miles for the first time in their lives uh, for children. Uh, we hugged it out afterward. And Emily's actually coming back, um, currently lives in Hawaii right now, um, and is coming back to Minnesota this uh, fall to run again for children. Well, let's back it up just a little bit for anyone listening who is not a runner or is not familiar with some of these races. A lot of races around the country, around the world 
have what's called charity runners. And the charity runners are for all different types of organizations. And basically, you commit to running that race, whether it's a 5K, a 10K, a 10-mile, a half marathon, a marathon, and you're fundraising for hopefully something you're passionate about. And Children's has spots in both Grandma's Marathon and the Twin Cities Marathon. Correct. And not just the marathon, um, but the the shorter events too, uh, the half marathon at Grandma's and the 10 mile at Twin, at Twin Cities. And of course, we invite uh, anyone who wants to do a 5K or 10K for children's. Um, we're not going to turn any way, turn anyone away who wants to go the extra mile for kids. The first year I did it was 2015, and I did the marathon. And then the second year I did it, I also did the marathon. And this year I'm doing the 10-mile. And what I really I really love this. I love that you've added this in there because it wasn't there my first year. I get to choose where my money goes. And I think that is something that's so special because Children's is a huge organization and it has a ton of specialties. But I get to pick something that I'm super passionate about, and that's where my money is going directly. Correct. 100% of what you raise and all of our athletes raise is going to the program uh, they designate. And I think, you know, not just for you, but especially uh, our runners who are former patient families who want to give back to the area that um, made a difference in their life. Um, it's pretty cool. I've been so fortunate to meet some of the families who not only run for children's, but who have benefited from services at children's. And you're a new mom and you work Mm -hmm. at children's. And it wasn't long after your son was born that you found yourself in need of some of those benefits. Yeah, just a a few nights uh, uh, after he was born, we found ourselves in the special care nursery. Uh, Fortunately, it was a brief stay. And then uh, about a week later, we were back at Children's in the emergency department and the NICU uh, for kind of a freak eye infection. And I have to tell you, um, I'm able to um, really, um, you know, walk the talk after having that uh, experience. Um, you know, I believed in uh, Children's and its mission, uh, obviously, of fundraising uh, for Children's, but having experienced it as a mom. Um, it was just a pretty um, incredible experience and, and gave me new perspective. Well, let's talk numbers because I know how much money has been raised. And I know you had a great turnout just this last June with Grandma's Marathon and the Half Marathon up in Duluth. What are we talking about when it comes to these charity runners and what they're able to accomplish for children's? Mm-hmm. So... We have raised, since the program started in 2015, uh, we've raised a little over $300,000 from 200 um, athletes. Uh, In grandmas, or at grandmas in June, we had a really strong team. About half of its members were employees or friends and family of employees who worked for Marvin Windows and Doors, and they're a very competitive, passionate group. So we ended up with that event raising $130,000 alone, all of it going to programs uh, that benefit our families and kids here in Minnesota and the five-state region. So if someone's listening and they want to get involved and they don't just want to write a check, because there is a side to this that, man, I will tell you, when you get out there on race day and you know the stories of the people you're helping When you hit mile 24 and you're like, I want to give up, 
there's really nothing better. And and that to me was the part that I found to be so inspiring. I don't have a connection to children's. I don't think anyone really ever wants to have a connection to children's. But if you have to, it's such a, a great place to go for the support, for the care. If someone's sitting at home and they're going, you know, this is something I think I could get involved in. Are there any spots still available? I'm so glad you asked. Yes, we do have a few spots uh, for the 10 mile, which, you know, is a lottery. Um, It's hard to get into. And we have four entries um, left for the 10 mile. It's the shortcut to the Capitol. I'm running it as well. And um, as you can attest, it's a great race. And then we also have six spots for the marathon. And let me just say the marathon is known as the most beautiful urban marathon uh, out there. So I highly recommend it. If you're in the fen- on the fence, jump off and uh, join Children's and, and run for Children's. I always said I wanted to run a marathon. And then when I actually did it that first year, it, you're right, it is it is beautiful. But the the beauty of the course is only trumped in comparison by the people that come out on the course. And I, someone had suggested to me, put your name on your, on your shirt, you know, just get some tape and write your name because at that moment that you want to give up, someone out there is going to be like, go Lindsay, you got this, get out there and and keep it going. And, and it honestly saved me. Yeah. You see the Minnesota nice when you run the marathon or the 10 mile. I remember a few years ago, I think it was 2008, I ran the Twin Cities Marathon and it had poured and my shoelace came untied and my fingers just, they were so cold. I could not tie my shoelace for the life of me. So a spectator uh, tied my shoe for me and I just, I've not forgotten that to this day. If anyone wants some more information, you want to just give a, a shameless plug because I... I love this organization. I love everything you do. And if there are people who want to get involved, I want to make sure we can happen. So this is this is your platform. Throw it out there. How do people get in touch with you? Absolutely. So if people are interested and want to go the extra mile for kids and be supported and loved on along the way, visit www.childrensmn.org backslash run. You're awesome. I will see you soon. Uh, I got to get my training runs in because I ran three miles today and it was brutal. But we'll do 10 miles together on October 1st and we're going to raise money for an awesome cause. I'm excited. Thank you so much for joining us again, Lindsay. Oh, thank you for having me. Brady, you're amazing. Uh, WCCO time is 718 coming up. We're going to have some fun in this hour. I'm Lindsay Gensel filling in for Esme Murphy. Miss Independent, Lindsay Gensel. No, yeah, right. No, I remember where I was when this song came out. Probably New Prague High School, cruising in my Pontiac Sunfire, listening to this. It had a spoiler, so it was pretty cool. Fantastic. Yes. Uh, bringing into the conversation Kate Raditz from WCCO TV, Patrick Donnelly, and Colin Hummel. So basically, when I found out I got to host, I wanted to have some fun. And what I love about social media is mm-hmm. you get to. Meet personalities. Yes. And you three definitely fit that category. Yes. Marginally entertaining, some would say. (laughs) Marginally personality, I would say. Three people who don't do anything on a Saturday night is probably the more (laughs) accurate description of the three of us. You know Esme's just out there having a grand old time tonight. Yeah, Whomever Esme's fans are, we apologize in advance. (laughs) 
I'm sure. Well, well, let's start. So Kate was actually doing a story. Can you tell us what you were working on? Uh, it's a pretty sad story. Okay, tonight. so let's not do that. Let's not do that. Let's not oh. do that. That would bring the ruin. It is a very important story, so you can watch that tonight yeah. at 10. Perfect. But, but yes. you were done. Yes. And I had asked you if you could join, and you said, I would love to, but I've got to do the story. Yep. And so you got dropped off. You I got your email about four minutes ago, and I said, oh, I'm done. I'll be there in four minutes. And like television, magic of television, I poof, someone got me over here and... And she did preface as we walked down the hallway, the only reason she will leave us is that there's breaking news. Yes. So if I just literally leave mid-sentence... And same here. I gotta go. Hold y'all, I'm holding y'all to that. <laughs> I'm holding... I don't want to be here alone in the studio. No breaking news tonight. Yeah, knock on wood. I would like that as well. <laughs> so Great. let's go through... Kate didn't get to do this because I didn't think she was going to be here. So okay. I, I had asked... The gentleman in the room to uh-huh. prepare a little bio. So I'm just going to read your Twitter bio. Oh my gosh. Kate Raditz, you can follow her at Rad Report. That's mm-hmm. R A D D Report. Emmy Award winning journalist at WCCO TV, singer, gopher, no Midwest accent, don't you know? I don't think I have one anyway. Only when I say bag. <laughs> that's that's a true. Bag. Yeah. That's a, that's a true. I mean, that's a true statement. When I lived in New York, that was the one they. Hit me I lived in time. California and no one knew I was from here. And then we went grocery shopping. I was like, okay, I'm just never going to say that word again. Big. Big. But, you know. Bagel. Well, that sounds terrible. Yes, it yeah, does. Yeah, you should just avoid that. <laughs> Patrick Donnelly. We've known each other, what now? Six Seven, years? years. Seven yeah, years. Seven years. Like now our, wow. our, our significant others are friends. You're mm-hmm. friends with my sister and her husband. Our lives are... Very intertwined, and we never planned it to be that way, and I wouldn't no. have it any other way. Serendipity, I think that's called. Uh, you sent me his 140 <laughs> characters, area dad, married to an overachiever, enjoys <laughs> pina coladas, getting caught in the rain, and the 25th Amendment. Oh my gosh, that's lovely. I love it. Now, Colin and I have interesting history. Because Colin and I both are cat lovers. Cat, Kate, you're a cat lover. Heck yeah. Patrick's a cat lover. See, there, there was... What's uh, your cat's name? Well, I don't have one right now. What? I'm fostering. So oh, my foster cat got oh, adopted. Oh, good for you. Yes. So uh, I'm waiting until the boyfriend gives me the approval that I get to bring another Just one Just go with it. He'll come around. Yeah. I hope he's not listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Colin uh, adopted one of my foster cats. Oh. Prince. And Baby he's the love of your life. His name is Prince? Princey. Yeah. I love it. And he it. is funky. He, he is, is funky. He is awesome. funky. But so I'm going to backstory this. I like to name my animals Human names: mm-hmm. Simon, Dennis. Uh, we had Frank, Dave, George. You know, like yeah, yeah. I like maybe that. Colin will be the next one. Oh, sure, maybe not. Well, so Prince came to me, and I was a little disappointed. His name was Prince. I was like, I was not thinking the artist Prince. I was thinking sure. like Prince with a crown. Like, oh, he's a little Prince. Okay, that was a little. Yeah, little but too you're much. a Minnesotan. Pr- it's Prince. Prince now it's Fielder. Prince. But so, well, it could have been Prince Fielder. The best part about it, though, is. Colin comes along, and he wants to add another cat to his house. And now Prince lives with Elvis. Elvis and Prince. I love it. Nice. I mean, it, it was meant to be. It was meant to be. And you do love him. He it, is the best cat ever. And they love each other. <laughs> they do love each other. So this is a cat panel then tonight. It is. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I, we could talk, I could talk cat cats questions. Then our, our listeners would like, really appreciate For the rest that. of the people on a Saturday night at home with your cats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Text us, 81807. <laughs> what is your cat's name? Oh, I love that. I'm appreciative of this. Now I can call this the old old people cats panel. There you go. Yeah. Oh, I cat like people it. Cat panel. The old I'm okay with that. Yeah, yes. I'm in. All right, Colin sent me. Kate's this- way too young wow. to be on an old person's panel. <laughs> well, I do act like I'm 90. I get up at 4.30 in the morning and I'm in bed by 9. So. Whoa. <laughs> All right, you Whoa. win. You win. <laughs> All right, Colin's, uh, Colin's 
bio, and he's tweets by Colin, uh-huh. a local influencer and avid endorsman. Colin has never been dunked on. He is co-president of the Yacht Rock Happy Hour and is blocked by Dress Barn on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> Good so, for you. Again, to Esme Murphy fans, I apologize. <laughs> That's more than 140 characters, my friend. He said it was close. Ish. We're going to let it we're going to let it go. Ish. So, let's get to our first topic. So basically mm-hmm. how this is going to work, we've never done this before, I've never done this before. People listening are probably like, well, "What's going on?" <laughs> I found stories I'm super passionate about mm-hmm. or maybe not so passionate about, and I want to get your response. But before we do that, the great Minnesota get-together is coming. Kate, you have to be out there, I'm sure, for work. I'm so excited. I'm going to be out there, I know for sure, next Friday morning. Okay. Interviewing the block of whatever that, you know, when they carve out of butter. I'll be interviewing some people in there. Princess Cave, the Milky Way? Is that what it is? I'm blanking. You yeah. Made it. I think that's it. I know I'm going to be out there at like four in the morning. So. You made it. This is the big time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, trust me. My whole life has been leading up to this. You oh, thought, you thought that Emmy was a big deal. That's right. <laughs> that is right. Princess Cave, baby. All right. So- Patrick, yeah. what is it about the state fair for you? Is there anything or are you like, I don't want to go? Oh, don't do that. I go. Um, my wife and uh, kids like it a lot more than I do. I'm not a big fan of humidity and people. So there's a lot of both of them <laughs> when you get out to the fairgrounds. Um, but you did ask about any funny fair stories. And I can tell you one uh, one quick anecdote. I worked there 25 years ago. Uh-huh. In the beer gardens. I know it's weird that they hired an eight-year-old to pour beer, but they did. <laughs> it, it happened. And the boss at the beer garden back then, I don't want to name him. I don't want to say his name. He may have he may have people listening, but he was a little bit of a tyrant. Uh-huh. Uh, he was like about a five-foot, eight-inch version of Bob Knight. He looked like Bobby Knight even. <laughs> and he, what they did was we had our tap, and then you had like a little – a tray below it, and then a bucket at the bottom of your drain. And at the end of your shift, you would come and check your bucket. And if your bucket had a full beer's worth, you had to not drink it. You had to pay for it, though. Yes, it was to discourage wasting beer. Oh. And, of course, line tap lines at a place like the fair are probably not super clean or well-maintained, and so there's a lot of foam. And I was, you know, I just kept hoping that it would evaporate or maybe I'd kick the bucket over. But I never did have to pay for that runoff. But I thought that was a little bit, um, I thought it was a little bit over the top for a minimum wage job to have somebody. Sounds intense. Yeah, measuring how much you, you spill. What would be your dream job at the fair? Dream job at the sweet, fair. It's got to be Sweet Martha's, right? Or like the cheese curd tester? They are like athletes there. You seriously, they you you would think they'd be eating it all the time, but it gets so hot back there. We've done so many stories with them, and they show us like in so many of these booths where they are using the same hand to do all. They're like just have these huge muscles by the end of the fair. Stupid! I'm like, wow, like you got to be really intense to to do it. But Colin, you described yourself as an avid endorsement. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. State Fair, your name. Uh, look, I'm going to be honest. It for me personally, and I love that you love it. I think that's great. It's the worst thing ever <gasps> imaginable for me. What? Take everything you dislike in terms of crowds <laughs> of people, heat, um, and then willingly embrace it. It's just, it's just not me at all. Okay. I, I, I appreciate your appreciation of it, but for me, it's just not where I'd like to hang out. 
I'm going in with an open mind this year because mm-hmm. I do have to be there eight days. Oh, you are going. Oh, I okay. will be there producing for the Chad Hartman show. Okay. And so I'm I'm going in with one of those. It's going to be great. It's not going to be hot. I'm not going to sweat. Although I did decide because we have this back room that I might put together like a state fair survival guide, you know, deodorant, maybe a, an extra shirt if I spill. Yes, a mister. A, a comb. Yep. A fan. Yep. Maybe I'll smuggle in some bottles of vodka if things get bad, you know, the mini airplane bottles. No, I won't do that because that would be against the law. Lindsay, do you go to the local news stations and watch them do the news in person? I have before, but it's usually too many people and I don't want to wait. We get packed. We get packed. I love it. I'm not going to be the Debbie Downer here. I love it. I love going. I think Colin is happily giving you that crown tonight. (laughs) Dibs. Okay, so real quick before we take a break, we did get some texts on people and their cat's name. Yes. Uh, Our cat is Caddy. I like that. That's cute. Our cats are Angelica, Axel, and Elsie Gertrude. I love middle names. I love when animals have middle names. Regal. So do they. They They they, do. Yeah, they just... They really get crazy when you give them a middle name. And here we go. My cat's name is Bud. I think you're doing a good job, Lindsay. Driving home from the cabin, not sitting at home with my cat. Aww. Aww. <laughs> we all are kind of hoping. It actually might be from my mother because the first six <laughs> I are the same. I love it. I love it. Anyway, uh, when we come back, more fun topics with, what did we call ourselves? The old people's cat panel. The cat panel. The cat panel here on WCCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome back to WCCO Radio, your crazy cat leader here in the Twin Cities. Kate Raditz, Patrick Donnelly, and Colin Hummel all joining me. All cat owners, don't, don't, cat levels. I'm so proud. Don't say that you're a crazy cat owner because I will make up some sort of intro to you're intro you like You're only a crazy that. cat owner if you've more than one, isn't it? Well, I've had more than one. Oh, mm-hmm. then you are a crazy cat owner. I will make up an intro with, with just meows and all sorts I'll of- I'll take it. Yeah, I'll, I'll do like the Meow Mix commercial and just I'll, I'll put your name on it. Graham text in, hey, Lindsay, our cat's name is Cuddle. He is part Maine Coon and he has true swag. I appreciate that. I love it. That's awesome. That is awesome. Graham's a, an avid listener. We appreciate Graham. Aww. He calls in a lot. We like him. But can his cat fist bump like the one that the, the viral video? Oh, that have you seen that video? That no. Oh, it's a, it's a guy. He has trained his cat to fist bump him. Oh, so I, he walks down the hallway. High fives and fist bumps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was like, yeah, the cat high fives him and then fist bumps him and he keeps walking. What? No, it's. Well, I'll show you in, well, in the next commercial break. We will show it. We will share okay. it. We will all enjoy crazy cat videos. So basically, I put together what I think is a, a fun panel. I don't even know if you'd call it a panel, a round table. I'm new to this, so we can just call it a bunch of people. It's an eclectic mix. It is mm-hmm. a very eclectic mix, mm-hmm. but I appreciate that. So I, I found some stories, and this one we're going to start off with because we're kind of in the height of wedding season. It, it's it's August. Everyone's got a wedding. You might be sitting in your car at a wedding right now listening to us because you don't want to go in and, and deal with your, your mm-hmm. crabby Aunt Lois. Yep. Uh, so this was a Dear Miss Manners. My stepfather's grandson's wedding is black tie optional, mm-hmm. and my stepfather's children are renting him a tux. My mom, who is 90, thought she would wear a nice pants outfit with a dressy jacket and is resistant to buying something new. She's been through a lot this year. Wait for this. Lymphoma treatment, surgery, and she recently br- fell and broke her pelvis. So she's in a lot of pain and wants to be comfortable. 
I reached out to the couple getting married and asked them about the black tie and my mother's condition. They said if she can't wear black tie, she can't come. What should I do? Well, first off, the couple getting married are the worst people in the world. <laughs> Imagine caring that much. <laughs> I'm not, you all three are married. So yes. here we go. Look. Did you care at your wedding? <clears throat> no, I wanted to elope. <laughs> See, yeah. And we did go away. So let's just have nice. it out. Lindsay, you and I have talked about weddings before and bachelorette parties and things of that ilk. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I know the, the bride may and the bridesmaids may, but maybe not. I played weddings for a band and I had a, I had a maid of honor come over to me. And this is a true story and said, the bride won't come out of her room because she's so bothered by your orange extension cords because it wasn't part, part of her vision for the day. <laughs> now, how do you even react to that? I mean, what do you do? What did we do? We could not play. Or you go get black extension cords, I guess. Right. That the problem is, is this caring for it so much. You're right. Going get eloped. Go yeah. get eloped. Save your money. I People just, get wrapped up in it. It's it's social media. I'm telling you, they want the pictures. They want the that that notoriety of this makes me feel you know valid. And you need a hashtag. You need yes, a couple's it's name. It's just gotten ridiculous. Can you get married without a hashtag these days? I mean, get, in all honesty, can you I don't get think married you can. without mason jars? <laughs> Every wedding is now a Pinterest wedding. It's mason jars and the the lights on the rope and right. I have so many people that have gotten married and said, "I wish I would have eloped. I wish I would have just done something simpler." Because they see how much work it is in the end. And you're like, "Well, now it's done." So, but for some people, that's what they like, and it's beautiful. And so, I'm not I'm not <laughs> hating on those people. Me neither. But I'm just saying, you know, to me, I'm like, it's crazy. Full but. disclosure: I was in a wedding. And I am no longer friends with the bride because of her behavior. I, def- I had one of those wow. two. I just had to, I had to cut it. I said, if this is, this is how it's going to go. Yep. I've had, I have three sisters. Were you so in the wedding? I was in the wedding. Oh. Yeah. But I have three sisters. And so I'm not going to name which one it was. So you can take a guess. You've got a, what, a 33% chance of getting it right. Okay. One was the worst human alive at her wedding. And I hope she's listening. She probably is. Okay. And I'm sure she realizes it. And it was a great wedding. We all had a great time. Yep. But man, people just take it so seriously. And here, and I think, and I'm not by any means condoning the way some people behave. I think there's just a lot of nerves in it. Yeah. And I think some people, when they're nervous, just turn into nasty people. And it's not that that's their, their normal behavior, but there's so much money and time and pressure. And you're right. I mean, they want it to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Money? Money and time. That's exactly right. What but, does the uh, average wedding cost now? Like I honestly don't know. Right? What? It's does crazy. it really? It's crazy what people pay. I know we got paid for a crappy cover band. <laughs> so it's crazy. Wow. What was, your, what was your favorite song to perform in your crappy cover band? What was my favorite song to perform? Hmm. Anything but the chicken dance. So we wouldn't do any of that stuff. So it was normal pop rocks. Nothing. Oh, too, I love it. Yeah. Right. What nothing kind of too song? Like what? But so here's the deal. So the bride and groom would come to us. They come watch you play to get a sort of what are you like? And they're like, we want you because you play normal pop radio. But the problem is, is you're not playing for the bride and groom. You're playing for the people there, like grandma, Aunt yes. Jill, the lady in the pantsuit who should get to wear a pantsuit if you have a pantsuit. Her so pantsuit and comfortable shoes. Playing, she you, wants to dance. She right. needs her comfortable shoes. So you start playing smooth by Santana and <laughs> Rob Thomas, and the crowd's like, why would you play this at a wedding? Because the bride told us to. So there's this real you weird... You know what people like about weddings? They like when they are short, 
Mm-hmm. They like when there is no break in between the wedding and the reception. Oh, yeah. And they like when there's an open bar. Mm-hmm. If you have those three things, people are going to think your wedding was the best of all time. That's my advice for you. Well, and people want to dance. Yes. I mean, in all yes, honesty. And, and there is a disconnect because if you're the bride and the groom, you want to, it's the vision. Yeah. Well, it's what, the orange extension cords. You want to control everything. <laughs> Imagine. But no one, you know, you need just music. People are going to get out there and dance. Yeah. I have been told before that I'm I'm a good wedding guest because I I just I love to dance. Despacito so comes on and you're just. I want to yeah. be out there. Yep. I want to be out there and I want to be out there all night long, and I'm probably going to spill everywhere. So just walk. You know, I need like a radius around mm-hmm. me. Like, so it doesn't want, surprise me. A at danger all. zone. <laughs> you want the YMCA and the tri- traditional no, wedding music? No, I don't like I. Oh, that um, the Cupid Shuffle. Yes. I hate yes. that stuff. Stop. You know that the second you play that song, it's crazy. Everyone, everyone is out, out there, there. So don't even try. It's like White Walkers I, the winner. It's just. They're all over. It's crazy. That's my bathroom that break. That's my straight up. That's my bathroom break. Yeah, I don't like those. I don't like those ones. I can't do it. How about moaning, moaning? Do you play that and let everybody? Um, I mean, that was a Southern Minnesota thing where people had a, their own vulgar, uh, <laughs> their own vulgar addition right. to the They're chorus. The breakdown. Yeah. Get, yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. Lovely. All right, Great wedding dance song. Grandmas and grandpas. Back to the article. That. She should be able to wear black suit. <laughs> yes. I miss manners. Article. Agreed with you because yeah. it's. Uh, Black tie optional. Yeah. And if you're going to put optional, it's got to be optional. Moving on to another article I saw. If we're going to complain about weddings, let's complain about work. Great. Employees in the New York City subway believe they can improve their working environment with one teensy-weensy, itsy-bitsy change in protocol. Stop storing dead bodies in their break rooms and bathrooms. So basically, if someone dies in the subway, whether they're unfortunately hit by a train or maybe they sit on a bench and they don't get back up. To get them off the tracks and to get them out of the subway as quickly as possible to keep the trains moving, they put them into the nearest room, whether that's a a break room, a closet, employee bathrooms. So imagine this. You come off of your 12-hour overnight shift and you walk into the break room to get a cup of coffee. There might be a dead body there. Now, I have complaints about work. Mm -hmm. Full disclosure, I don't worry that I'm going to walk into our second-floor bathroom, which is disgusting. And find a dead body. I might find a dead bug. There was one week where I didn't pick it up. This is disgu- This is terrible of me to admit this. But literally there was one week where there was a dead bug in there. And I didn't pick it up because I wanted to see how long it would sit. You know like when your husband doesn't take his dishes out of the sink, Kate? No, and you're that's like, me. But yeah. Oh, but, so the opposite. <laughs> wow. You know, you're like waiting. You're waiting for it to get done. Yeah. It's like but, our Band-Aid story. You yeah. know, I collect Band-Aid photos. Uh, he does collect Band-Aid yeah. photos. By, by the way, uh, I hope that the WCCO management is listening to this so we can get some. Someone get that bathroom clean for yes. you. Well, Full custodial just, we, assistance. We complain about this a lot. The second floor bathroom is like the bad middle school bathroom that you didn't want to use. Mm. The third floor bathroom is luxurious. So it's everybody goes up there. Hand lotion. Hand and lotion. The fancy sprays and it's <laughs> wow. yes. keep in mind it doesn't it doesn't help that our studio and the bathrooms are located above an an old bar. Yeah, that, yeah, it do, it doesn't really help that much. Yeah, Look. so let's go. I mean, you don't have to disclose where you work. Well, Kate, unfortunately, we yeah, know where I you think work. we know. Yeah, but I think we've all probably had some horror stories. They don't come anywhere near this, but. I don't even think this is the first time dead bodies and subway have been in the same article together. If you've ever eaten at a subway. I honestly thought when I saw the begin- you sent the link to the article. It was the restaurant, I honestly right? thought it was the restaurant. <laughs> well, the, instead of using plastic fillers, now it's bodies or something. Yeah, pink slime got yeah. nothing on that. I don't know. 
I don't really have any horror stories. There's just endless amounts of times where I'm like, well, this is television mm. and what people don't see, uh, they think it's very glamorous. I once didn't have any silverware and we were in the middle of nowhere covering a story and all I had was an avocado with me. Millennial. So I used, I know, and I used a pen. <laughs> To cut open the avocado, and I'm like, "This is my life. This is what I want to show journalism students." I don't know. This is I've, my life. I follow Darusha on Instagram. His life is pretty, pretty amazing. Darusha, yeah. Darusha lives a very glamorous life. We, we are just, uh, we are not at his level. I, I, I might be able to add something to the conversation, especially speaking of dead bodies. Uh, I used to work in television, and the one television station that I did work at was a former mortuary. Oof. What? Yes. Like the building itself? The, the building itself. Where, what city the was this? This was in the, the uh, Columbia Basin of eastern Washington. I know the hotbed mm. of, of wow. television news. But yeah, nice. it was a, they, they had taken a former mortuary. The break room was uh, the break room and the bathroom. Next to the break room was where the uh, the, the bloodletting area was oh, for, uh, for that area. So Wow. Yeah. Happy Saturday evening, everybody. Yes, exactly. Mm. So just, just figured that would fit in with your dead body. Yeah. Story. Yeah. The best I got is I've worked in a few different newsrooms over the years myself, and I uh, walked into one at a TV station that will go unnamed, and and, uh, as I walk into the restroom, I'm greeted by the sight of a shirtless anchor. Um, (laughs) What? He was changing into, you know, what he was going to be wearing, and I don't know if they didn't have his own dressing room or what, but... Yeah, so there's a shirtless guy who I've seen on my television many times. That's like Darusha. It was was something else, man. I love it. Oh, I love it. Okay, so when we come back, I want to talk about the Vikings game last night. I didn't watch any of it, but I hear there was some trolling, and I love any time someone trolls. I also have a story for you about vegetarians, what they do (laughs) when they're drunk. And then this topic from Major League Baseball with the umpires. They're protesting, and they're wearing armbands. And Patrick... You can lay it all out for us because there's something happening at the Twins game tonight that connects all of these little dots. That's coming up next here on WCCO. Your McCarthy Auto World time check is 750 State Fair sales savings up to $8,000 or 0% for six years on select Buicks at McCarthy Auto World in Coon Rapids. I've got a little under seven minutes left with my guests this evening, Kate Raditz from WCCO-TV, Patrick Donnelly, and Colin Hummel, both people that I met through the lovely internet and Twitter, and we've become friends. I want to get to all three of these stories. So let's really quick recap what happened last night. The Vikings had a preseason game against Seattle, yep. I believe. Yes. And uh, either one of you, anyone who watched it, run me through what I happened. I didn't watch it. So he, I just I saw the highlights. Yeah, Blair, this is the story, right? Blair Walsh, who obviously was let go last year from the Vikings because of his performance, most famously his 27-yard miss against Seattle in the playoffs, hit one yesterday in in the preseason, who cares? And he looked over at the Vikings bench, wagged his (gasps) finger, and then shook his head like, how dare you let me go? So he's back, folks. He's back. And you just drafted him in your fantasy team. Yeah, I just came here from a fantasy draft, which is awesome because (laughs) um, it's probably my best draft ever because I was the only person there who wasn't drinking. So awesome me. (laughs) Yay me. But I did wind up taking Blair Walsh just because – it's the most Vikings thing yeah. ever to let him go, and then he'll go and be have an all-pro season. No, what's know? the most Vikings thing ever will happen? He'll what? He'll 
Be- all, he'll beat the Vikings in the playoffs on a 27-yard field. If goal. the Vikings Probably. make the playoffs, which I don't see happening. Touché. But yes, that would be. That would be. Yep. I know you're all really curious, but last year I won the WCCO Radio yeah, Fantasy girl. Football Ooh, League. Yeah. yeah, I read about that in your blog. I won the Fantasy Football <laughs> hey, League. I would probably get a plaque <laughs> for that. Mm-hmm. I, I won like $250. Good for you. Yeah. You reported that on your income Yeah, I think it's right? illegal to not do that. So whatever. <laughs> you should get Sorry. on that. Really? I'm not a CPA. Was I really supposed to do that? You do it just for the love of the game, is what you're I supposed think to there's say. A, I think there's a like you have a, a little wiggle room with that two fifty. Just say your taxes are under audit. <laughs> you can just write off the rest of your gambling <laughs> debts. You're fine. Okay, so this tweet came out today. The World Umpires Association, uh, the union representing Major League Baseball umpires, announced today that umpires are wearing white wristbands during all games to protest escalating verbal attacks on them and their strong objection to the office of the commissioner's response to those verbal attacks. And what's it all about? Well, yeah, it goes back to this uh, umpire named Angel Hernandez, who is probably the worst umpire in baseball, Um, at least at calling balls and strikes. he's Some umpires just don't have that skill of being able to determine quickly whether it's a ball or a strike. They have bad strike zones. He's one of them. He's probably fine on the bases, but he should never call – Balls and strikes ever again. So he rung up, uh, called strike three on Tigers second baseman Ian Kinsler earlier this week. And he's a peach of a guy himself. So I wasn't surprised to hear that it was him. But he uh, afterwards said to the media something like, Angel Hernandez is terrible and he should never umpire again. He should be fired, etc. Now that used to draw fines from the commissioner's office and you talked smack against an umpire, and they haven't they haven't done anything about it. So I I don't know if uh, they're still waiting to hear both sides or what the deal is, but they're not doing anything about it. So the umpires now are wearing these white wristbands in solidarity, and Angel Hernandez is behind home plate at Target Field right now as we speak. Wow! So dun dun dun. Uh, yeah, the plot thick controversy. They should be replaced by computers already. It's ridiculous I was just that they're ask. still a thing. I, mean, I know I like the human error to it. I like getting to yell at my TV. Jim Joyce, I'm coming for you. Uh, that was <laughs> I, I maybe haven't let that yeah. go. Yeah. For a cat lady, that was very aggressive. If we're kicking on umpires, can I take out can I kick out Joe West? He please? Yeah, he's great. Sure. Yes. Yeah, we'll give you that one. Well, he just got yeah. suspended. He got suspended for three games because he, someone was interviewing him and they asked him who's the biggest whiner out of all the players, and he said Adrian Beltre, the third baseman for the the Rangers. Well, apparently they're good buddies, and he was a. It was a joke. He said it as a joke, but MLB suspended him. So I bet huh. that's probably that probably plays into this uh, little backlash. Is well, mm-hmm. fine, you're taking it out on us, but you're not protecting us when Mouthy Kinsler says mm-hmm. nasty things. So our last story for our uh, old people's cat panel. I think that's what we had decided we're going to call ourselves like from it. here on out. Or just cat panel. Cat panel. Cat panel's yeah. fine. You know. uh, a third of vegetarians do this when they're drunk. Kate, you can't answer because I know you know it. Okay. Patrick, first guest. I know it too. Oh. Colin. I read the article. <laughs> well, I'm, I appreciate <laughs> you doing you. the prep, so I'll backtrack. I feel like it's not that hard to guess. <laughs> no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A third of vegetarians eat meat when they're drunk. A study was done of British vegetarians and found that one in three uh, eat meat every time they're drunk on a night out. Now, you have a story you can relate yeah, to this. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't really eat a lot of meat or dairy in my day-to-day. And my husband, like, will go out and he'll be like, so are we going to get pizza after? Because you're going to get I'm like, no, I'm not. He's <laughs> like, yeah, you, you definitely do. We do this every weekend. I'm like, no, I am a healthy, I am, no, and every, almost every weekend it happens. So I almost plan for it. I'm just like, well, 
It tastes so good. It does Especially taste good. the day after. Yeah. I'm like, all I want is Al's breakfast right now. Can oh, we yeah. make that happen? Mm-hmm. I had a girlfriend who always played the, I'm, la- I'm uh, gluten intolerant, so I have to pick where we're going to dinner. And then we'd go out. And no lie, she had her credit card memorized. So in the cab ride home, she could order the pizza. And we'd be like, you do know what, what's in pizza. All that gluten that you couldn't eat <laughs> when you got to pick the restaurant. But now we, well, she always paid for the pizza, so I couldn't really complain. This is just a new twist on the old, you know, I only smoke when I'm out at the bars with my friends. Well, I only eat meat when I'm out drinking. It makes no sense, but what the heck? Let's roll with it. Yeah. It does taste great, though. Mm. What is your go-to? Real quick, because we've got less than a minute left, but you're out. It's a Saturday night. I recently tried some a dish called Chacho's. At Max, I'm going to give a shout out to Max. I believe they're in Northeast. Max we ordered it. Had to borrow some money from Rosie at the station, which was nice and uh, delicious. So, like tater tot nachos. Yep, I'm in. I can totally phenomenal. Do that. Uh, uh, fried pickles. Bring it on. Drunk food. Yeah, like a gyro with the stuff all over it. Good, uh, just yeah, pour good it out of your mouth. Yeah. Mac and cheese, but like the craft mac and cheese. <laughs> Powdered. Like not even the like, like the not goods, the classic. Not guys. the like. We're not getting real fancy here. I want like a box, maybe two of Kraft mac and cheese. Elbow noodles or the or the shells? No, the oh shell. Oh, oh, that's rich oh. food. Yeah, really. Yes, hands down. Vel- shells, wagon wheels, wagon wheels. Wow. All right, five seconds. Thank you all for coming here. Thanks, Lynn. Thanks Hanging for having out us. on WCCR Radio. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.